Welcome to Sunday Morning Live. That is SML Inside the Pages with Pastor Carl Henderson, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. This is your hostess, Sister Maria. We believe the Bible is the Word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, we are bold, we are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the Word of God. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study, 7 p.m., and Thursday Acts of the Holy Ghost. If you are looking for a church home, looking for ministry, looking for growth, I want to invite you to join us, grow with us, and allow God to be God. The next voice you will hear will be our songstress, Sister Cherie. Join us in praise and worship as we welcome the Word of God. Oh, 
waiting for a confirmation of, of something, uh, but I believe and, and I know what I saw this morning uh, on my way in, 
and it was amazing. It was amazing. It was amazing. And so we're, we'll talk more about that uh, later. But I, I'm, I'm going to tell the church like this. Look for it. Look for it. Whatever the expectation is, look for it. Look for it. Okay? You need to be aware and look for it. And when you see something, don't hesitate to act upon it. Don't hesitate to move in that direction. And so we'll elaborate more on that because uh, there is a spontaneous move that sometimes we're not sensitive to. And, and I'm not talking about that spontaneous move where it, uh, the quickening, you know, the, most of the time we think of a spontaneous move as a quickening. Oh, the Holy Ghost fell upon me, uh, fell upon that person, and that person, uh, you know, was quickened by the Spirit of the Lord. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when there is a spontaneous move and you see something or you hear something and you act upon it immediately instead of second guessing it and then trying to circle back to it and you've missed it because it happened at that moment and the only thing you have left is a memory of it instead of what you would have encountered ah holy ghost thank you jesus and so i want to um elaborate on that but uh, I'm not going, I don't have time to do that this morning uh, as much as I want to, uh, unless the Lord draw me back to that. But um, I, we want to, uh, this morning we're going to have communion. So I'm going to read, read some scriptures this morning uh, from uh, 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, beginning at verse 23. Beginning at verse Verse 23. The Bible says, For I have received of the Lord that which also I declare unto you, that the Lord, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take Eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner, also he took the cup, which he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let 
a man examine himself. It's important that we examine ourselves. No one is exempt. But matter of fact, we should examine ourselves daily. We should examine ourselves day and night. Uh, so let him eat of the bread, that bread and drink of that cup after you examine yourself. It's important to tell the Lord to examine you. We shine a lot on ourselves, but we don't want to make excuses based on our own opinion, based upon what we would like to think and get away with. But we must line up with, uh, as the Lord said, be ye holy for I am holy. So we must line up with that. So ask the Lord to examine you. Ask the Lord to examine you. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you for your goodness. We honor you for your grace, Lord. Lord Jesus, as we Go forth to partake, Lord, of uh, the communion this morning. I ask that you would bless, Lord God, those that are recipients, Lord God. Lord Jesus, bless us to be mindful of your word, Lord Jesus, as we examine ourselves, Lord Jesus, not to use the word repent as a cliche or to ask forgiveness as a catch-all uh, for the moment. Lord God, but let there truly be repentance. Let there truly be, Lord God, uh, uh, godly sorrowness that leads us to repentance. Lord God, uh, truly a change in our lives, Lord God, so that we do not eat and bring condemnation upon ourselves. Lord Jesus, but bless us to discern and to know this, that this, uh, the wine of the cup, Lord God, and the, the bread, Lord God, is your body, Lord Jesus, that has been broken, that has been shed for remission of sin. Lord God, we ask these blessings in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I'm going to, uh, uh, while we're uh, partaking of the communion, uh, you won't be able to see or hear some of this, but, um, but let's worship and keep our minds stayed upon the Lord.
Come on, offer up the fruit of your lips. Come on, call. Song just merely says Jesus. Come on, use to inhale and exhale. Just praise unto the Lord. You don't have to be cute. He said, offer up a joyful noise. Jesus, just a simple song. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on, call him like you need him. Jesus. 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 of the power of God and I pray and I hope that you are too that you are expecting that you are anticipating you know your expectancy your anticipation uh, of, of God causes him to be moved the Bible said that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him and so we're diligently seeking the Lord and with all our hearts, the Bible tells us with all our heart, all our mind, our soul, you got to dedicate your full trichotomy unto the Lord. You have to dedicate everything that there is about you unto him. Not in words, but in action. Sanctification is a lifestyle. It is not a word. Uh, people use Christianity, um, which is or they use the term Christian, but don't measure up. Some that use it, if, you know, when they called the people Christian in Antioch, it's because they saw that they were mim that they was mimicking, um, and they talked about Jesus, and so they taunted them and called them Christians. Uh, the Bible calls. His people, believers, calls them from and throughout the Old Testament, saints, the elect, and, and so you you're not find that used uh, in the Scripture by the Lord uh, Himself, 
uh, or even those that prophesied that he's coming back with ten thousands of his saints. And so as we uh, go into the word, and, and that's not to offend anybody. Don't be offended because I'm talking about the word of God uh, in this way. Uh, but it's the truth. And so that's not to offend anybody. It is to just make clarity that you'll find saint, uh, which is short of sanctification throughout the Old Testament. And that is what the Lord is looking for. We're going to go into the book of Jude. Uh, and so the book of Jude. And I, I'm, for the sake of time, I'm going to go ahead and start. Uh, Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ, the brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. Beloved, when I give all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly, earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. The message is to those that are sanctified. The message is not to everyone. It is for a particular group of people. Everyone is not sanctified. And when I think of sanctification, I, I, I think of letting some things go. Because some things don't fit in sanctification. A nasty attitude don't fit in sanctification. A bad attitude does not fit in sanctification. A lying or a liar or a lying spirit doesn't fit in sanctification. Dirty thoughts. I, I want to distinguish dirty thoughts from nasty. Um, thoughts does not fit into sanctification. Uh, unfairness doesn't fit in sanctification. Holding grudges does not fit in sanctification. Neither does unforgiveness, hatred. None of those things fit in sanctification. And you can continue creating a list from what I've started. But he's talking to those that are sanctified. Those that are in the progress. Because as long as we're here, we are a work in progress. The work is not done. It's not complete until we leave and when we exit because we're going to exit one way or another we're going to exit there's going to be an exit either as an individual or there's going to be a mass exodus at the trump of god when the dead in christ shall rise first and then we which are alive will be caught up to meet him but until that time comes we're to be sanctified. Sanctified. And that's something that you do. It's not something that God is going to do for you. It begins with us. 
with the persuasion of our minds, with us walking in obedience. I think, and I know for sure, all of us understand what obedience means. It's important that we walk in obedience to the word of God. Now, I know there is a confusion. I know that there is a displacement because people look at the pastor and say, well, you're just a man or a woman just like me. And I don't have to obey what you're saying. I, I, God's going to forgive me. God is going to uh, just allow me to uh, do what I want to do based upon my opinion. Well, I, I'm here today to tell you that your opinion and that mindset will lead you. Uh, you'll find yourself not sanctified. Let's, let me put it that way. I'm being nice with you. You will not find yourself sanctified. The message is to those that are sanctified by God and preserved in Jesus Christ and called. He distinguishes that sanctified and being called by God goes hand in hand. There are those that are called but they're not sanctified. The Bible said many are called, but few are chosen. You want to be one of the chosen ones. There are a lot of people that are called you. You may have run across some of them as relatives that, that may be at a, a, a gathering, uh, the families together, and you got that one uncle or that one auntie that, that then, you know, they, they had a little bit of uh, uh, get right juice and so they start to uh, preach they start to talk about the Lord if something comes out of them or maybe you were you run across that man in the street that is talking you know uh, we call them street preachers and, and different names and you know uh, back in the day it's because there was a calling but there was not a choosing. Many are called, few are chosen. Jude's salutation includes the blessing of mercy, peace, and love. It includes compassion that oversees situations. The absence of conflict and the presence of great nurturing. It includes a blanket that covers a lot of blunders. I, I, I think we're honest with ourselves, we, we all have a lot of blunders. We all have a lot of things that God has covered up. And, and for those of you that, that maybe, you know, you, you came out the womb, you didn't make a mistake, you didn't cry as a baby, you know, you just signaled your parents. I, I don't know, you, you knew sign language early on, and, you know, and, and they understood uh, mental telepathy, you know, that you was hungry, and, and you know, and, and when you wanted to be picked up, you didn't, uh, you just walked, you just said, I want to be picked up instead of crying, you know, or you didn't cry in the middle of the night because you wanted attention, uh, you know, or anything like that. Those that were just perfect up to this moment. I'm not talking about you. But there are some of us that have blunders, that have things that we wanted 
Before we even came to know the Lord, we desired a makeover. And so love, the Bible tells us that love covers a multitude of fault. And if you're not willing to cover your brother or your sister's faults, then you've fallen short of true sanctification. You know, I spoke to someone the, the other day uh, to bless them, and you could tell that there was something going on in their mind. You know, people give you that old dry, uh, you know, for those of us that's been around certain certain places, they give you that old dry uh, greeting back instead of one that is a rejoicing, you know, or you, you shake somebody's hand and you get a half a handshake because they really didn't want to shake your hand. I'm just being honest. You know, you have people that get, that have uh, issues because they don't truly Think about love and how love covers a multitude of fault. But yet we want our faults to be covered. The Bible said, how can you, the Bible tells us to forgive. And if you cannot forgive uh, another person, don't look for God to forgive you. The Bible said if you have an issue with someone, you should seek opportunity to talk to them. You have two options there. If it bothers you that much, then you need to talk about it. Because you can't move forward. I don't care how you dance, run, speak in tongues, and all that. The Bible, God is not ignoring his word. The word says, get it straight. That's what the word says. Or you let it go. And forgive and, you know, as they say, forgive and forget. Let it go. Let it go and move on. And treat that person with that respect that it has been erased. That it has been erased. Compassion oversees the situation. The absence of conflict, the presence of great nurturing, a blank, a blanket that covers a multitude of sin. Beloved, when I say beloved, I'm, I'm talking to Cornerstone. I'm talking to those that are listening near and far today and tomorrow. This message is for you. It is a reminder of things that have already been discussed. But there is a necessity that I remind you again, even as I am reminded myself. You see, we're all in this together. As Jude writes, he says, the common salvation. So we're in this together. We're in this together. There's no big eyes and no, no little U's. We're all in this together. You know, the other night I was talking about uh, 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 the body. We're all in this together. But we, uh, I can't do without my hand. Now, there are some that, that because of accidents, because of military responsibility, and as a result of those responsibilities or a result of an accident or, or birth uh, defect or something, 
They may not have use of every part of their body, but they learn how to use what they have. We need to use what we have. We need to appreciate what we have. And so we're in all we're in this together. You have to look at what you have and remind yourself that you're one with it. You have to remind yourself that whatever you have is an extension of you. And use that because it's a tool. Whether it is an artificial or it is something you were born with, you need to use that. And certainly not think of yourself as anything less than anyone else because we're all in this together. Our common salvation. No big eyes, no little U's. It's a salvation we share. Hope that we have a lifestyle for those who believe. If you don't believe, you won't live this lifestyle. If you allow yourself to be bamboozled, hoodwinked, tricked, you won't live this lifestyle. You'll find yourself trying to come back and looping through its process and, and crucifying him afresh. But when you embrace, when you believe and live the lifestyle, the Bible tells us in 1 Peter 1, 2, 5, it says, Elect, according to the foreknowledge of God, the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, grace unto you and peace be multiplied. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus, which according to his abundant mercy, his abundant mercy, his abundant mercy, that's a lot of mercy, a lot of mercy, mercy that have traveled down from generation to generation, from generation to generation, uh, uh, your relatives that have not been cut off because God knew that that this man over here, this woman over here, that eventually will come together and you exist. Abundant mercy. You exist and you're seeking him. Abundant mercy. Could have cut off a generation of no more offspring. But here you are. His abundant mercy. Have begotten us unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We have a lively hope. Our hope is not dead. Our hope is not stagnated. Our hope is alive. It's alive because it's alive through him. Had Christ not risen from the dead, we wouldn't have any hope. He would have just been another person, another brother, another individual that had come and gone. But he rose again. And when he rose, he rose with all power. He rose with enough power to distribute it globally, universally, enough power that, uh, that he just breathed uh, uh, and, and they received the Holy Ghost because it came in as a rushing mighty wind and filled the house 
where they were sitting. That's powerful. To an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved, reserved for you in heaven. You have something waiting for you. You have something that is on standby that can no one else receive but you. If you're not, if you, oh, thank you, Jesus. If you don't sanctify yourself and remain sanctified, you'll never receive it. You'll never get it. There's a stone that's waiting to be placed in your hand. But if you're not sanctified, you'll never get it. If you allow anyone or anything, body or disembodied, to persuade you to get out the will of God, you'll never get it. Can't nobody receive that white stone but you. Can't nobody receive your crown but you. Can't nobody receive your reward but you. How many people had their names printed on certificates? How many people had their names printed on diplomas? Uh, even in the Super Bowl, the, the world uh, champion, uh, you know, baseball and all of that, when they print things up, they print it up in two. They don't just make it run out immediately and, and make this uh, NBA championship ring. And No, they made two sets, but only one could get it. You have to be the one. Many run in a race, but only one receives the prize. You need to be that one. You need to be that one that receives it. To an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, and that faded not away, reserved for you, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God. We're kept by his power. We're, this is supernatural power. Yes, you can do things right. You can make good decisions. But there's something about being kept by the power of God that in your righteousness, in your occupying, in your diligence of day-to-day -day business, there is something that accompanies you that does not reside with the person that is not sanctified. And that is the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last times. These days, the time that you're in. If you're not in this time, it can't be revealed in you. But since you're here, then it's going to be revealed in you. Uh, the power of God is going to be revealed in each of you because you're here as a representation of that power. We have an abundance of mercy. We have a lively hope. Uh, and it is dependable. God is dependable. You have to tell yourself and you know, uh, remind someone, 
God is dependable. You have to remind yourself and you have to tell others, God is able. He's able. No matter what they're saying, he is able. He's able. Jew wanted to encourage the saints to earnestly to fight for eternal salvation. This is a fight. You have to fight for your life because there is an enemy fighting against you. That is what I want to impress upon you today. This is a fight for your life. Jude let, the, let them know that certain men, certain individuals, as you travel, as you go to and fro, as you handle business, as you go to work, uh, certain men, certain individuals, certain people, creepy crawlers, he said they crept in unaware, so, wolves in sheep clothing, imitators of life, they look innocent. 2 Corinthians 11 says, for such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, no, don't, you ain't got to wonder about this, don't be, don't be amazed about this, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. People can look righteous, talk righteous, know all the right things to say. You know, uh, said the other night, you, uh, people know how to church. People know how to church. Hey, we know how to church. But, but we don't want to play church. We don't want to do that. Uh, the anointing, the power of God don't just flow because of a few keys hit on the organ. It should be flowing already. Uh, it, it, babies know how to bounce. Babies know how to move and, and rock when, when they hear beat. So it's something uh, uh, that's within us so, but we know how to church. We're not looking for that. Because I've seen people church and I've heard them cuss afterwards. I've seen people church and I've seen them drink heavily afterwards. I've seen people church and walk around with so many mixed up emotions that they can't think straight. Seeing people church and defy and disobey what the pastor said, who is the representation, the Ark of the Covenant, of the power of God, obey those that have the rule over you. Seeing people church, uh, and the list goes on, listen, Matthew 7. If you want to know, uh, if you want to know something about someone, look at what they do. You know, that, that saying also goes as far as you want to know what your children are like, look at their friends. You look at their friends, you look at who people hang around, you'll know something about them. You'll you know something about them. Well, I don't act like that. Yeah, but there's something about that that you like, and so you hang around that. So you are like that. 
You want to know something about someone? Look at what they do. Listen to what they say. Spinning it means that there's something hidden. When you hear them on TV, the politicians and stuff talking about, oh, they spent that. It's because they hiding something. It's something to be hidden. When you spin something, you're trying to hide something. Matthew 7 and 16. You shall know them by their fruit. You won't know them by their starting. You'll know them by their fruit. Well, they made a lot of money. Well, that doesn't mean that, that that's, that's the reward of whatever they did. Mm. No matter how they did it, whether it was moral or immoral, that's a fruit of it. They're starting, not their politics. Everyone that places their hat in the arena and is voted into office becomes a politician. So when you look at someone in office and then say, well, they're not a true, they're not a politician. Yes, they are. By definition, that is a politician. They were voted into office. And therefore, they became a politician. And they are dealing with politics. Whether you like them or not. God used a rooster. He used a, a serpent. He allowed a serpent. Uh-huh. He used an ass. So he can use anyone for his purpose. He brought down a, a kingdom through the birth of someone that had been pronounced years ahead of time. He could use whomever he pleased. Certain men snuck in unaware with intentions of disrupting and there are those that will try to sneak in around you uh, introduce themselves as friends, introduce themselves as someone that is seeking to disrupt your liberty, your freedom. There are certain spirits that have plans to pull you, if they could, pull you into the hell that they that have been created for them. The scripture says they have already been condemned. You need to understand something. There are spirits and there are embodied spirits, people that you will encounter that have already been condemned. God is fair. He knows the beginning to the end. And these people have already been condemned because of the choices that they have made. They're ungodly. Let's see this, carnal. Killing, stealing, and destroying those, or would, those that believe. Jude warns the church. He sends out a warning that to put them in remembrance that we should not walk without, or to walk in ignorance, or to walk as if we don't know these things. But we need to walk with a conscious awareness that we are in a warfare that has not come to an end yet. We are and must fight the good fight of faith. We have to hold on to your righteousness and not surrender it to anyone for any reason. Don't be like those that were in Sodom and Gomorrah, giving themselves over to fornication, going after strange flesh, set 
forth as example in suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. You want to avoid that. Filthy dreamers that defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. You want to avoid those people. Anyone that's speaking derogatory, anyone that's speaking negatively against leadership, you need to avoid them. And I'm going to say it like this as well. Don't talk negative about even the, uh, our social leaders. Pray for them. The Bible says, pray for the king that we might live peaceably. Pray for the country. Pray for those that are in leadership roles. And pray for them. You don't have to agree. Pray for them that God would make a way. Pray for them as you go on your day living a sanctified life. He goes on to warn them that they are, these people are brute beasts and they themselves are corrupt. Be careful about those that are jealous. See, sometimes when God is blessing and the Lord has blessed here recently and has blessed you, there are spirits of jealousy that will fight against you. You need to be aware of that. You need to be aware of the spirit of Ben that, that took cash, took reward to prophesy against the people of God. That's when the Lord used and corrected him. Everything he went to say that, that come out of his mouth turned into a blessing for the saints. But you need to be aware that there are those that appear, but they're not. Spots in your feast of love. You want to erase those spots. Get rid of them. Use some tie. Use some game. Use whatever you're going to use, but get rid of them. Clouds without water carried about. Winds, trees uh, without fruit, twice dead, plucked up by the root is what he said. But he also let them know that Enoch prophesied that there was a word from the Lord that, that came and said that he would come with uh, ten thousands of his saints. And when he come, he's coming to execute judgment upon those critters, upon those creepy crawlers, upon those uh, wolves in sheep clothing, upon those that appeared to be righteous and were not. Those murmurs and complainers walking after their own lust and speaking great swelling words uh, to take advantage of individuals. Beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. How that in the last time there will be mockers, people that don't believe, people that have surrendered their sanctification. Those that say the Lord has put off his, his coming because they refuse to look at the signs. They refuse to, be, uh, to, to because of the, the fact that they mentally and spiritually have been darkened, they don't recognize and see things moving toward the, uh, the, the climax. They don't see the eschatology of things and how things are winding up. It don't have to happen instantly. It don't have to happen quickly. 
But just the mere fact that it is happening is enough. Markers in the last times. People that have separated themselves, not having the spirit of God, but they claim to. I believe in God. See, people confuse and say, I believe in God, and they think that that means that, that I'm all right with God. The devil believes in God. He, he knows it for a fact. But he's not sanctified. The Bible says, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Is that why we don't have to, that's why we don't have to pump a service up. Because we know when we come in, our role is to present ourselves unto the Lord. When we arrive in the service, we're arriving to present ourselves unto the Lord. The Bible said that there was a day when the sons of God came together to present themselves. When we come to the service, we're coming to present ourselves unto the Lord. When we come to the service, we're presenting ourselves as uh, living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. And we all know that it doesn't begin when we walk through the door. The cleaning and, 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 and processing and preparing of the sacrifice occurs long before you reach the altar. Thank you, Jesus. It occurs long before we drive up on the parking lot. It occurs be long before we get our clothes on to arrive at service. That we're sanctified. That we're going to present ourselves unto the Lord. We're going to present ourselves in love. We're going to present ourselves in mercy. We're going to present ourselves in peace. If you have a situation, thank you, Jesus. If you have something that needs to be dealt with, you don't have to give a list. You don't have to uh, just say, uh, just go to the man or the woman of God and say, I need you to pray. I have an unspoken request. Because see, God knows the heart. He knows the heart. Something we don't need to be overwhelmed and bombarded with a full conversation about everything. There are some times that you may want to talk and get, but there are other times that you just want to say, I have something that I want prayer about. And then you can testify about it later. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ until eternal life. And have compassion, which makes a difference. Now unto him that is able. Now unto him that has the authority. Unto him that has the power. Unto him that has the ability. No question about it. No doubt in my mind that he is not able to preserve and to keep that which we have committed unto him. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the, his presence, glory with exceeding joy. Only one person can do that. Only one can do it. Only one can, can, can present you in such a way 
without blemish, without spot, without wrinkle. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, power, both now and forevermore. That is the God that we serve. That is the God that we're sticking with. That is the God that we're going to praise, that we're going to exalt, that we're going to lift up, that we're going to magnify his name. We're going to live by his word. We're not going to be hoodwinked, bamboozled, tricked out of our salvation. Bless your Lord God. But we're going to live like he's able. We're going to live and praise him because we know he is dependable. We know him. And he knows us. We're not going to live with excuses. We're not going to live in a way that that man. Uh, oh, my God, bless you, Jesus. But we're going to live in a fashion, a sanctified life. So that when he looks at each of you, when he looks at us. He don't see you, he see himself because you became like him. He don't see Pastor Carl, he see himself. Like looking in the mirror. He see himself. Don't let nobody, oh, thank you, Lord. Don't let the enemy tell you that, that, that you're not like him. That's a lie. He lied from the beginning. But when God looks at you, uh-huh, I want you to think about the emerald. If you recall, if you recall, go back to the, the teaching of the emerald and what makes the emerald so valuable. For, for those of you that, that will that hear this or may hear it later, as we talked about in the book of Ezekiel, and I'm, I'm closing, the emerald. There's something special about the emerald. I'll let you look that up. There's something special about the emerald. The emerald. You need to understand as Ezekiel saw in his vision and he talked about the, the appearance, the emerald, the greatness. And But he didn't go into those. Uh, you need to look at that and understand it. Bless your Lord Jesus. I, I just want you to be encouraged. I want you to understand that he's able and he's dependable. You can trust God. You can trust God. I, I don't even want you to trust me. Trust God. As Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. That's it. That's it. Follow me as I follow Christ. And this man is saving himself. This man is living unto the Lord. Follow your leader. Follow your pastor, whatever church that you attend, as they follow Christ. Needless to say that if they not following Christ, if they stop following Christ, you stop following them. This is your soul salvation. And this is real. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This is real. This is real. Your soul salvation. 
Jude wrote a stern message for all of us to be aware and to be dependent on God who is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless. If you have not dedicated your life unto the Lord, if you need to rededicate your life unto him, I want to encourage you to do so. Don't play it. Don't dilly. Don't dally. Don't let the grass grow under your feet. But call upon the Lord. The Bible said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. When they asked Peter on the day of Pentecost, men and brethren, what must we do to be saved? They were convicted. They felt pricked in their heart. He told them, he said, let all the house of Israel know surely that God have made the same Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked, they were convicted and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, repent. First thing, repent. First, number one thing, repent. Change of heart and be baptized. Number two, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? For the remission of sin. That's what baptism is for, the remission of sin. They followed exactly what Jesus told them to do, that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name. And all of those that were baptized under John the Baptist uh, was rebaptized. Well, not as many that they encountered. And everyone that was baptized was baptized in Jesus' name for the remission. There is no other name under heaven whereby we must be saved. That's what this Bible says. And when they were wrong, God corrected them. He didn't correct them in this because it was right. Acts 3 and 19 said, Repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the time of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. You want your sins blotted out. You don't want your name blotted out of the book of life. You want your sins blotted out. Amen. Father, we thank you for your goodness and grace. We thank you for your words. Short exhortation this day. ask that you bless those that are listening, those that will be listening later. Save, Lord. Save souls. In the name of Jesus, we'll be careful to give your name praise and to give you glory in Jesus' name. This is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street, in the city of Pomona. I hope to see you here or to see you there in Jesus' name. Amen. Church, say amen. Mm -hmm. Let the church, everybody say amen. God is open. So let the church.